Do you constantly battle feeling like you're not enough? Maybe it feels like this heavy weight is tied around your neck. You're stuck comparing yourself to others, alternating between jealousy and resentment. Did you know that changing your thought life, renewing your mind as we're called to do in Romans, can free you from living like this and set you on a path of joy-filled living? Don't know where to start? That's where I come in. Book a one-on-one mindset renewal session with me. Just send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get more info. In these sessions, we break down beliefs that are holding you back and set you on a course of living a less overwhelmed, more joyful, and purposeful life. You'll leave with the tools you need to rewrite the script in your head and take control over your life. Again, email me at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com and I will send you all the information. I can't wait to hear from you. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Affirming Truths. I am your host, your friend, your encourager, your cheerleader, your coach, your sister, Carla. And I'm so glad you're here with us today. Today, we're going to talk about something that I have had to learn to do in my own life and something that recently came up in conversations with someone that I coach. So this person that I coach has really debilitating anxiety, has an anxiety disorder, and is trying to thrive in her life in the midst of, you know, doing the medication and doing the therapy and how do you thrive? And she finds herself constantly fixated on her depression or her anxiety and asking the question, why me? And I don't know if you can relate to that, but I certainly can. With my journey with bipolar and all the ups and downs and the depression that I get, I have had a period of time where I have focused on myself and why me, why me? And maybe you're walking through some anxiety or depression right now. Maybe you have chronic pain or illness. Um, Maybe you're just in a very difficult relationship. Whatever it is, there's an affliction in your life and we might be asking why me? Listen, we may not get to decide whether or not we're going to have this pain, whether we're going to have this trial, whether we're going to have this affliction, but here's the thing, friends, we do get to decide what to do with it. I'm going to say that again. We get to decide what we're going to do with our pain. And like I had to tell myself and like I had to tell my client is that our pain is ours to steward. 
And maybe that's not a concept that you've considered before. We tend to think of stewardship in terms of how God has blessed us with financial resources or stewardship of our time or stewardship of our talents and the good things God has blessed us with. But here's the reality. God is sovereign. So if we are experiencing pain, it is not outside his sovereignty. So how can I steward this thing which he has allowed? Now, God doesn't cause pain, but we live in a broken world where pain exists. And in his sovereignty, he has allowed it to be so. So my question for you is, will you steward your pain? Or will you be trapped by it, never moving forward? Will you be consumed by it? always thinking about it and, and, and trapped in rumination. Listen, God has entrusted us with this pain, with this mantle to be used for his glory. And one of the things that helps is to have an external perspective. In 1 Peter 5.10, it says, And after you have suffered a little while, The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Guys, this life is temporal. And I know that when we're in the thick of it, it doesn't feel that way. When I'm in the midst, especially before I've learned to steward my pain, when I used to be in the midst of my depression, it did not feel temporary. And I get that. And it's not to invalidate your pain or belittle your pain, but it is meant to get your eyes on something other than your pain. We can be so self-consumed when we are in pain. We can. I have been. For the longest time, I was so self-consumed by my bipolar and my borderline that I could not see past it. I could not see how God could use me. I could not see the needs of others. I could not be a blessing. I could not step into my ministry in my home to the fullness that God had anointed me to be as wife and mother. Like I could not see past my pain. It consumed me. It trapped me. I did things to numb out that were not helpful, but God wants us to steward it. And I was not stewarding it well. God wants us in the midst of our pain to be able to point to Christ, to be able to edify the church, to be able to point others to Jesus. And I know you may be asking yourself, Carla, how do we do that when the anxiety grips me so much, when the depression is all-consuming, when my body is not doing what I want it to do? How do I steward this? And I have four things I want to share with you today that I've used in trusting God with my pain. And that's what it is. It's trusting God with our pain. First, share your heart with God and ask him for opportunities. 
And when I say share your heart with God, that can be sharing the discouragement, the disappointment, maybe even the anger that you are afflicted, that you haven't been healed. Share that with God. Unload that on God. Don't let that separate you from God, but bring it to him and then say, where is the opportunity to use this? Where is the opportunity to steward my pain in a way that gives you glories? Because like we read in Luke eleven nine, 9, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. If you seek opportunities to steward your pain to the glory of God, you will find them because guess what? That aligns to God's will. God's will is for you to love him and love others, no matter your situation. So how can you do that? Number two, pay the comfort that you have received forward. In 2 Corinthians 1.4, we read, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. When you're there sharing your heart and God is comforting you, you need to pay that forward to someone else that needs comfort. And when you ask God for opportunities, he will bring in your path, in your sight line, opportunities to comfort others. Maybe it's the lady behind you in the grocery store that you notice is upset or tired or just frustrated with a a toddler that's screaming and she feels like a bad mother. You have an opportunity to comfort her there. Maybe it's going to be a friend. Maybe it's going to be someone at church or a total stranger. You will have opportunities to extend God's comfort, the same comfort that you received. And it is your your duty, guys, to do that. It is our duty to pass it along. Number three, open your eyes to those suffering like you. In Hebrews 13, 16, we read, and not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifice, God is pleased to do good and share with others. One of the things that I realized in my pain, in my, with my borderline and my mental illness is that I had an opportunity to walk alongside those who suffer it with as well. I have an opportunity as someone who may be two or three steps ahead in my journey, in coping with my mental illness, in developing my faith, in learning to thrive, that I can help those suffering the same things through my social media platform, through the podcast. God has given me different platforms where I could have my eyes opening open to the suffering like I have. Ask God for opportunities. If you suffer with anxiety, maybe there's a place where you can encourage someone else that has anxiety, right? You can link arms together, be battle partners together. Maybe if you suffer with chronic illness, you can be an advocate for people that suffer with that and all the stigma that surrounds it, right? Maybe if you've someone who's gone through a painful divorce, you can walk alongside someone who's doing that same thing right now and needs support and needs hope. You can be a hope bringer to people that suffer like you. And number four, give God glory. Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. 
Give God glory. Rejoice in the hope of 1 Peter 5.10, that he will restore you, that you have a future hope of your affliction being gone forever, that you have a hope today to walk through this day with your affliction because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. God will equip you to steward your pain if you bring it to him open-handed and say, God, have your way. How can I glorify you in this? We got to trust God with our pain. Ask him for opportunities. Comfort others with the comfort we've received from Christ. Open your eyes to those suffering like you and come alongside them with encouragement and give God the glory. Guys, this is how you steward your pain. This is how you walk through it and not get consumed by it and self-absorbed. You keep your eyes up and out, not inward. All four of these steps have you looking up or out, up to God, seeking his, his will, glorifying him, or out to others who need comfort, who need support, who need encouragement. That is how you steward your pain. You get outside of yourself. You praise God and you bless others to whatever capacity your body allows. You don't have to compare yourself to other people. You don't have to compare yourself to someone who's not in pain living their life. You do with with the measure that you have, and God will bless your efforts, and he will multiply your efforts because we serve a God in the business of multiplication. Your affirming truth today is I choose, guys, this is a choice. I choose to steward my pain to the glory of God as he strengthens and enables me to do so. And for scripture, I want you to remember 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 to 9. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. You may have affliction, but you also have Christ. You are struck down maybe, but not destroyed. Just as Paul went about his ministry with a thorn, God has a ministry for you to go about with your thorn. That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. Your pain is not wasted. Your pain is not for nothing. God wants to use it to bring him glory, to build up his church, and to do you good ultimately. You may not be able to see it now, but even if you can't see it now, does it mean that God is not working it out for your good? Hold on to that hope. Hold on to that friend. And if you want someone to walk with you through your pain, reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram, email me at CarlaArgesWellness at gmail.com. I am here for you to walk alongside you. I am here to give you the comfort I've received. I'm here to walk with you in your suffering like I have. And more importantly, Jesus is there with you. Jesus is there with you. So friend, whatever you're facing right now, ask God, how can I steward my pain today? All right, we'll talk later. Be blessed, guys. Thanks for joining me today. 
I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.